Alright, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Oh my god, I smell shenanigan! I have no idea what's going on, but I am excited! Yeah, baby, yeah! Ever dance with the devil in the pale Inconceivable! Cowabunga! I thought this was a party! It's two Moskis and a podcast. With Eric and Jeff. And welcome to a very special installment of Two Nerdskies in a Podcast, the podcast where two nerdskies come together and talk about everything that's pop culture and entertainment. So uh, this is an interesting special that uh, we have brought for you, and um, it's going to be split up into four parts. This is what we call the re-special the reese 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 special um clearly he spent all night coming up with this uh, <laughs> clearly but um so we recorded this all the way back in january of this year um finally getting around to finally uh, i finally got around to edit this and finally. um so what this is is so we have a buddy of ours named reese who we've had we've been friends with for god pretty long time wouldn't you say like you've known reese i mean i've known him since 2014 you've known him for how long probably like 2015 or so 2015 okay so around the around the same ballpark time length kind of um maybe a year after but we've known him for pretty much an equal amount of time i feel like still but um yeah so re i hadn't spoken to reese in a long time and i know you two have been keeping up with each other for a bit and um I figured it was time to like, because we had told him that we were doing the show and he was like, can I come on? I'm like, well, fuck yeah, you're going to come on, dude. Right? <laughs> like, there's no way because Reese is like one of the biggest like nerds we know. Um, way into video games. Huge Nintendo guy. Uh, loves talking about movies. And like he has some pretty good insights or like and um, his craft. So I figured uh, we pick his brain a bit on certain topics and um yeah this guy is this guy's always the delight um we have we've done things with him that are memorable um as you're going to listen to especially with a certain bad movie that I think Jeff and I need to definitely review and I think it's probably best if we bring him back for that review do you know the movie I'm talking about here in this case no enlighten, <laughs> enlighten me Hey, wait a minute. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> we'll get to the you'll, you'll definitely hear this um, in the episode, but I feel like um, but yeah, dude, this was this was a fun time. Wouldn't you say talking to him for like it, it, I think it ended. It was like four hours and six minutes we spent talking with the guy. But um, I, I remember. Uh, so why? uh why was it uh, cut? Why, why was there a sudden uh, abrupt ending, Eric? Um, well, <laughs> you'll have to just wait and listen to those parts, don't we? Um, yes, yeah, so yeah. I, I would definitely implore everyone to listen to the entire thing because the ending will be the most satisfying experience <laughs> of your life. And 
I have no reason to lie to you. Uh-huh. Of course not. Uh, uh-huh. So I need you to take everything I am saying completely seriously because I am a serious man. <laughs> well, to be honest, you really, act, during this entire conversation, I feel like you gave a very impassioned speech on the state of a certain franchise that has just been like beaten the hell out of like in the last several years and you get really impassioned into it um it takes a moment to listen but um i think the payoff is well worth it and you're you go into it with the best of intentions but um overall i feel like would you you would agree to that like talking to reese for that length was pretty was a pretty solid time because I mean, we knew going into it that we were pretty much going to go Joe Rogan style on this. Oh, yeah. I feel like. Um, but yeah, this was this was an absolute blast to have him on. And um, I'm glad that we're finally getting everyone. We're finally letting our listeners take a listen to this. But so this is part one um, part. The rest of the parts, I do not know how many parts, actually. I think it's going to be like an hour per part but um i haven't figured that out yet but yeah this is the first part of what we call the reese special so um for everyone here this is eric this is jeff and um please enjoy and stay shiny it's quite the doozy wink wink (laughs) enjoy Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new installment of the show. Two Nerdskis in a podcast, the the series where every week me and the other ner- two Nerdskis just get together and talk about everything that is entertainment and pop culture, what's going on, whatnot. So this is one of your Nerdskis. This is Eric. And this is Jeff. And today we're doing something a little bit different. We're not really reviewing anything. Well, we are, sure, but... Today we've got a special guest with us. Uh, this is a long time friend of ours. Like Jesus, I'm not even sure how long I've known him, but um, many our friend Reese. Many our friend have Reese been shared here. with this with this man. Yep, yeah, many things we have shared a lot of things with this man. But Reese, hey man, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy? Hello there, General Kenobi. <laughs> Why did I think you were gonna do that? <laughs> you are a bold one. Oh. Ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, but to be fair, this is how probably most of our conversations would start for sure. But um, but anyways, I, how I kind of wanted to start off real quick is like so shit. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've known Reese. I've known you for what? How long was it? What did I say? Twenty fourteen is when I first met you. Yeah, I met. It, both, it was definitely when we were guys. Yeah, I met both you guys in twenty fourteen. I think. Well, I know how I first met you. Like, so how this all kind of started is that. So we went to this pl- this junior college back in Northern California called Sierra College, and like on Facebook there was a group called the Sierra College Anti-Social, like anti anti-social. Oh my Social. god, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I had forgotten too for the longest time, but I I just I'll, that's a whole story. But like, um, but I remember like there was a I think it was like the summer or whatnot. I'm tr- I don't remember. I'm kind of blanking, but like. We are all just kind of like trying to, but the page was essentially like, you know, people for, it was for people to get to know each other more and like hang out and stuff, maybe do things. And this is how the first time I ever played cards against Mandy was with this group. But like the first time I met Reese was we were organizing, a meet, we're trying to organize all meetup and it was at Reese's place. And so 
Reese gave me his address. I went there and um, I think you and I pretty much hit it off kind of from the start. Like we pretty much started playing Nintendo. You and I got fucking little Caesars. And then eventually more people <laughs> that started. Sounds about right. it was, that sounds about right. It was just you and me for like a good couple solid four hours. And then like, well, I think it was four. It was definitely more than two. And then eventually everyone else started showing up. And then it was just a lot. Of, it just got fun from there for sure. Like, um, so that's how I know Reese. What I don't know is I know eventually at some point, both Jeff and Reese met each other. What I would like to know is how did you two guys meet? How the fuck sound- did Reese, gonna, I was about to say, this is going to sound really bad. I can't remember the first day we met at all. I can't <laughs> okay, good. So I don't feel guilty anymore. <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I'm getting the sense that I'm getting the sense like, that alcohol like, must One day, just this, this glorious bearded man who knew Star Wars memes showed up in my life. And I just, just kind of kept him around. I can't. Here's the thing. I can't, oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the day we met, but I do remember a much more important day. Somewhat. Somewhat. We, uh, All we right. saw uh, this. We, I want to hear. So we both saw. We both went and saw some movie together. Can't remember what it was. I th- I think we both liked it, but that's not really important. We were we were on we were driving on the way back. I think I was going to drop him off to his house, and then I can't remember how it spurred the conversation. I think we were talking about like guilty pleasure movies, and then I looked over at Jeff, I know where this is going, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> you know, just out of curi- just just out of curiosity, you, you you probably never heard of this film. You know, it's yeah, it's a not a lot of people talk about, but have you ever heard of the Benchwarmers? And this dude's I love face, the Benchwarmers! I'm walking away dude, right now. This dude lights up so hard. And then I light <laughs> up so hard because I genuinely am not expecting all this positive enthusiasm because no, very few people talk about the greatest film of all time that is our Lord and Savior. The oh Benchwarmer. my God, why? <laughs> Sorry. And so immediately, and so immediately we, we hit it off. We start doing the Benchwarmers quotes and everything. And I'm like, holy shit. I'm like back in 2012 again. This is amazing. And then I mentioned, yo, by <laughs> oh the way. Oh my God. So we were originally planning on just ending our hangout there, but I'm like, yo, I got the movie at my house. You want to watch it? And so oh we my God. No, you did it. We went back to the house and just immediately think, watched it. <laughs> I think uh, on a separate occasion, I wanted to show my girlfriend the movie. <laughs> So I'm like, hey babe, if you want to, if you want a true experience, we're gonna bring some drinks over to Reese's house. I think I know. <laughs> we're gonna I think share I know. this experience. Just, I think I know. Just, what, I, I think I know which girlfriend at the time this was too. So I'm like, I, she must have been mortified. <laughs> this is like, this is like the final. This is like the final test for Jeff. Like, okay, to find out if she's truly the one. Does she hate me after she watches this film? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Uh, all right, she's a keeper. Oh man, I love you, babe. Uh, <laughs> well, well, I have to say though, um, I, I know that Jeff is now with a new girl, and but um, and she's totally awesome. But have you intru- have you introduced her to the bench warmers? Handle was there for for the bench warmers, right? Uh, I can't remember. I'm like, Dude, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm like 95% that that, that was Hannah. Uh, so this was, oh my God. I know, I know we played Smash Brothers with Hannah. I can't remember if we watched Benchwarmers though. Yeah, that's oh, definitely, yeah. So I, I was definitely in Southern California at this point. I feel like we, I think we did a little bit of both. Like we, we watched Benchwarmers and then played, uh, and then played video games. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. I, I think like I'm, this I'm was probably it. like this is probably like a year and a half ago. So I, I don't fucking. You know remember. what? You're right. I do. For, I do remember because we both warned Hannah. Like because we both warned Hannah. Like just FYI, uh, Jeff and I are going to be quoting the movie and just completely ruining it for you the entire time. <laughs> Well, we, like, we this both is going to be the longest 90 fans. minutes of your life. <laughs> well, you know what? It's funny. The last time I met, I think the last time I saw Reese was the first time I ever met Hannah. Um, and it was like, it was 4th of July, 2018. I was home for like a couple days. Um, and I remember like, hey, you guys want to come over? We're going to like celebrate 4th of July. It's just going to be the three of us and my mom. And, and yeah, because I was back at my mom's place because she still lives up back north. And uh I remember I wanted you guys to watch Miami Connection with us, or at yes. least with me. And that turned oh, out to be one of the greatest experiences with you I'd ever, ever had. I mean, obviously, the Samurai Cop experience was beautiful. Oh, my God. Okay. I, I was actually, I was, I was going through, uh, uh, hey, wait a minute. Up. I was going through old Snapchat videos, <laughs> and I, I found I found the video of Reese's reaction to the horny nurse scene. Oh my god! You recorded a reaction. I found it. I have it. I'll, I'll send it to you guys later. Oh my god! Oh, I gotta watch it. I gotta see this shit. No, like, what am I? Jaw's just like I think his hand is like covering his mouth because he's just in total disbelief. What? I mean, because I don't know. I mean, one of my favorite moments was like, remember, what was it like? You know, it's like. uh Shoot! 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 Him. Shoot! Him. Yeah, you got him. Yeah, he runs over and he just runs over the guy and he fucking just like Reese just like laughs his ass off. Just like, oh my we're all laughing our ass off, but Reese I think Reese just couldn't believe what the fuck he just watched too. Dude, which I was, was, made dude, I was fucking dying like no, uh, another good one such is a great night. The one, the one guy that gets shot, and the, his, but his reaction is like so delayed, and he's like kind of just oh, like the big, the big guy, the big yes. guy gets shot. <laughs> he looks fucking constipated or something. <laughs> like he just looks like he just looks like he doesn't give a fuck, and then he's eventually just like. Ugh. <laughs> in a way like i, I pictured that being like daryl from the office who just got <laughs> who just got conned into being in this shitty movie and he just wants to leave no, no no real important question for everybody what does katana mean it means japanese sword Duh. <laughs> you like what you see i love what i see <laughs> would you like to fuck me bingo do you remember the uh, the the bad guy who uh, so like the uh, so one of the hench women rolls in the uh, this cart into into yes! like, the, the guy that's like a witness or something, and then Robert Zadari or whoever the fuck comes out of the basket, but he's like wearing a doctor's uniform, and he's got a katana. Like, he's got a katana and everything. In the basket if you're already. <laughs> And then after, I and then watch after Samurai Cop again, after, man. That movie's wonderful. After they cut off the head of the mannequin because uh, it's all bloodied up and shit, and then they just get out. They head out there, and then you m- mentioned it earlier, Reese. What did the authorities say as they try to escape? Hey, wait a minute! Uh, wait a minute! <laughs> wait a minute! Hey, wait a minute! <laughs> hey, wait a minute! This is oh man, Samurai Cop is like it, along with like it's like up there with the Room and Troll too is like one of the greatest like bad movies like ever made because like it, it, it's play. definitely my favorite bad movie because I, I, I think it's better than Troll Two by a mile. Room I think speaking is speaking of speaking of Troll Two, speaking of Troll Two, I was on HBO Max the other day and I could not believe my eyes when I saw that Troll Two is on HBO Max. Dude, <laughs> I, was, guys, I was actually I was actually, I'm actually or sorry, oh, sorry go, go ahead, man. 
Okay, I'll go first, I guess. <laughs> it's like it's like when you're at a stoplight and you're both just looking at each other like, no, you go. Hey, wait a minute. No, no, you go. <laughs> wait a minute. It's your turn. <laughs> but no, like, because oh, I, I have a, cause I have HBO Max free because it's from part of my school tuition. So good, good to know that my tuition is going to a good bitch. place, I guess. <laughs> but no, I was, I was actually like oddly impressed with like the selection because I, I thought it was just like Warner Brothers shit. But I was like looking and there's like, like I saw Hobbs and Shaw, and I'm like, "Yo, Fast and Furious, that's Universal. What's that doing on here?" Like, so yeah, I, there's some like Disney stuff. There was like some Disney stuff in there, I think. Um, well, I mean, they're not. they're definitely not going to put Hobbs and Shaw on fucking Peacock. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. Um, well, I mean, I was surprised that the fr- that Friends isn't on Peacock because that's an NBC show for sure. But then again, it's also made by Warner Brothers, so that makes sense. Yeah, because I because I remember because uh, my my cousin uh, when she was living with us, she had like every season on DVD, and I I remember always seeing the Warner Brothers logo on that. So I'm assuming I'm assuming the show is a Warner Brothers property, but it just happened to air on NBC, probably because that was a primetime network. Yeah, speaking, uh, that, I'd probably speaking of Hobbs and Shaw, I finally I because I never saw that when it came out, so I finally watched it a couple days ago. That is the dumbest fucking movie I've ever seen, and I loved every second of it. But isn't it, know, fucking, isn't it isn't fucking it. glorious? That movie is so fucking fun to watch. I love it so much. <laughs> it's, like, it's, literally, if, uh, it's literally like, just two hours like of the rock. Like, dude, I just want to like have a back to back marathon of Face Off. Conair and Hobbs and Shaw. Dude, yes. Just a yes. trifecta wow. of big budget stupidity. <laughs> but like only two of those movies start. I mean, but only two of those start Nick Cage, and Nick Cage is nowhere to be found. Well, Hobbs Nick Cage Shaw. should have fucking been in it. <laughs> but you know, but you know Did what you movie? Guys see the, uh, the... Do you know what movie it is coming up that does have Nick Cage though? <laughs> God, like what was it like a Willy's, Willy's Wonderland or something? I I need to called? see that. I need this. Yes, that's no, 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 Wonderland. No, no, hold up, hold up. Has anyone seen the history of swear words on Netflix? No. Oh, is that out now? So yes, it's on. It's on Netflix, and it stars Nick Cage. And I remember the very first trailer I saw where he just goes, "Fuck!" A B C D E F G. Ah. Man, dude, I, I, I don't know why I haven't seen that document uh, that documentary yet, but oh, geez. There's just I, a whole bunch of shit I haven't seen yet. So. All I know is that I fucking need to see Willy's Wonderland right now because it looks like it it looks like the exact kind of movie that I need right now. It's like no, no, it, no, no, Five no. Nights at it looks Freddy's better than anything a Five Nights at Freddy's movie would have actually been. Exactly. <laughs> like it looks like it looks like Five well, no, Nights at Freddy's you... Evil Dead. Like that's like the first thing that came to my mind. Starring Nicolas Cage. Like that's what like that's what came to my I'm mind. I'm like, yes, give me this right now. <laughs> well, no, hold on. Have you Reese? Have you ever watched uh, Mandy by any chance? No. That's a really fucking good movie. That so like yeah, I still haven't movie, seen that either. Oh, uh, Mandy is fa- it's it's basically like an art house kind of film, but like, I think it's on. Uh, I think it's on Shutter. Uh, do you guys have Shutter? No, no I but I, I I have the movie, but I I have I own the movie though, but but that because that movie's fucking great. The music is fucking great. I mean, essentially, it's about Nick Cage, like his his girlfriend Mandy gets murdered by these cultists, and like he basically cre- gets like a crossbow and builds a giant metal axe and just like goes to town with them and like this group of like bikers from hell or whatnot dude it's fucking metal as shit uh, this is like it sounds like a sequel to drive it. angry i almost is if you kind of <laughs> think about it but so yeah we don't really have any really discussions to talk about today more of 
we're just this is pretty much what it gets to when we just all have a group of friends together and just talk around and shit but but yeah there's no real real theme to this it's just we're going joe rogan style as they say but yeah um pretty much this is what you're gonna expect for with me uh jeff and reese because we all haven't really spoken to each other i mean jeff and i have but like i haven't really seen spoken to reese in like for years and i know jeff you spoke you've talked about more than i have so but yeah no this is great and uh i just remember we were gonna have a set topic but like as soon as i saw the text message of things that reese wanted to say i'm like fuck it we're going rogue <laughs> so yep exactly so <laughs> why don't we just so i'll tell you tell you what why don't we kind of just start off on one topic and then we can just like go from there and just see where the night takes us so yeah, what sure I, I so why don't we talk about um Reese, I would like to, what I love, my favorite thing I really want to get to right now is your, ro- your review slash roast. Of oh, I knew it. I knew that was the first one you wanted to talk about. <laughs> I just like, because honestly, I have, because honestly, I have quite a lot to say about that too. And oh like, man. First of all, first of all, my quick rundown is I thought it was all right. It was nothing super special. And yet I have, and yet there are a lot of, there are some things I really like in there, but like a lot of it was just, what the fuck were they thinking? So dude, take it away. I want to hear this. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, Merry, Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny. So the last film that I saw before Wonder Woman 84 was also on Christmas. Uh, it was called Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. So that was oh the, you know, I got to see. Oh, man. I got to see those two movies back to back, and um, oh no! Now, so so I guess the so I guess the question is, uh, which which film do I prefer? And I mean, fuck, I don't know. I I, I think I think Star Wars was just more disappointing to me just because of how close I hold the Star Wars series to me. But in terms of like an actual film with coherent product plot. I actually think wonder woman's the worst film if I'm being completely honest, which I honestly, really? hate I'm yeah. If I'm being brutally honest, cause like even, cause like even rise of Skywalker, like that's a shitty ass movie. Like that is a dumb movie, but like even rise of Skywalker, I, I can pinpoint like individual scenes in pockets that work for me. Like, you know, the, the flash, not really a flashback scene, but you know, the, the scene, the scene where Ben is imagining Han Solo. By the way, by the way, folks, we're going full spoilers here. We don't give a we don't give a fuck here. That's your one warning. Oh yeah, but, uh, like I said, this is we're going rogue on this episode. So, I mean, like to be fair, me and Jeff spoil like almost everything we talk about with no spoiler warning whatsoever. So like, fuck it, go for it. I mean, all right. I know, you know Jeff. Like, you, Jeff, you've seen the movie too, right? Wonder Woman. Yeah, you've seen Wonder Woman '84, right? Uh, no. It sounded it. Uh, I heard it was terrible, and I didn't want to waste two and a half hours of my life. Okay, well, I, all right. I, so... I, because I, I respect the first movie way too much, and I've seen way too many sh- sequels in my life that have been just fucking garbage. So I figured, okay, you know what? I'm just going to pretend it doesn't exist and just keep holding the first movie to the high regard that I hold it to. Yeah, all so right. I so want, then, so uh, I want, I let, me, let me let me reset. Yeah. Well, yeah, I kind of so wanted that, to go. So I kind of wanted to go into that because, like, because you know, as as Jeff mentioned, you know, the first movie was really good, and I agree. I, you know, I, I think the third act is a bit messy in that first Wonder Woman film, but overall, I think it's a really solid movie. I think Chris Pine and Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot, Gal Gadot I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Um, I, I thought they have. Dope. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it 
pronounced by so many different pr- professionals in different right, ways. Yeah. So, but anyways, that's not a. I thought they have they had fantastic <laughs> chemistry tree together. My my favorite scene in that first movie is actually when they're on the boat and they're going back to the mainland and you know they're and she's talking to him about his culture and like reproduction and it's this funny awkward conversation and they play and they play off each other so well. That's my favorite part in that first movie. I and um and so i so i actually had a lot of i actually had a lot of high hopes going into the second movie because you know patty jenkins you know made a name for herself i thought she did a fantastic job with the first film rise of, rise of skywalker i had pretty much zero expectations going and i was like okay i'm not i'm not expecting much and so on that merit wonder woman 84 was like just such a colossal disappointment in that regards cut because i went in you know expecting like a really good movie you know and um yeah the whole the whole tone is just so inconsistent like i don't i don't mind the film being tonally different from the dc from the dc universe i don't i don't care about that at all you know i i judge a film on its own individual merits i don't need to compare it compare it to the others but like like for, for, first of all let, let's talk about the special effects for a minute because jesus christ are we like back in 2003 like like that final battle especially with uh fucking uh what what's cheetah. uh Kristen cheetah. yeah cheetah mm-hmm. yeah my god i i felt like i was felt like i was watching the 2003 daredevil movie like those special effects <laughs> oh ow i wouldn't go that far but it definitely felt i would like you a know what I, I, sure. i'll go I'll fucking go that far dude 2003 daredevil is like like it's it's at least 2003 daredevil is at least so bad that it's good like that film is like full of like mid-2000s cheesy edge butt rock terrible acting and fucking uh, michael clark duncan is in it so that's an automatic win right there have you ever watched the director's cut for um daredevil though by any I chance don't, i don't think so i only i watched it i, I actually fucking love that it surprisingly it really is a kid. much it's surprisingly a much better film than uh the theatrical cut because like they cut a lot of stuff out because i think the problem with the third the first one i mean that movie was that they were trying to do more of a matt and electra like love story whereas like you watch the director's cut there's like a full-blown we get to see more of like matt's side as a lawyer and we get to see him have like more of an inner turmoil and whatnot like there's an actual like there's actually like plots that like intersect with each other like that story that mo- version of the movie works so much better um but up. i mean yeah the theatrical cut i mean like everyone remembers that silly like <laughs> fight the fucking in the playground, playground right? fight <laughs> Daughters, dude. So, anyways, but anyways, yeah, no, I agree. So, like, okay, there is one shot of the movie. That does, going back to, sorry, going back to Wonder Woman. Going back to Wonder Woman, there is one shot that stands out as being kind of pretty shitty, and it's like, you know how she runs. Oh, I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think you know the, you know the shot when so they're in they're in the Middle East at this point, yeah. Like she's chasing Maxwell Lord. And you know how the shot was just like just kind of running and whatnot. It makes Ezra Miller's flash look plausible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, the first thought that I, the first thing that came to my mind is I went back to Civil War when um they're when they're chasing when everyone's chasing each other in the tunnel in Germany. I was like, damn, that that was shot so much better. Whereas here, that that was kind of a problem I had with the whole movie. Like Wonder Woman feels like such a fake character in this movie like like all of her movement it doesn't feel kinetic at all it feels like like there's no weight like there's no weight or gravitas at all to the way she moves around the area like she did in the first film it just feels like she kind of 
everything feels like it's on a wire. Like she just kind of floats and glides everywhere. There's no momentum. Well, it's also it's also kind of a poor man. So I I watched Chris Stuckman's review, and by the way, I want to talk about Chris Stuckman later. But um, oh, I, I think Chris I know Stuckman's what I saw that video of, too. Yeah, Chris Stuckman's review of the movie was interesting because he brings up a good point of like how. So Patty Jenkins, you know, she loves the Christopher Reeve films and uh, she loves those Richard. She loves Richard Donner. So she's trying to do Richard Donner. But the problem is, is when she does try to do Richard Donner, it looks more like Richard Lester (laughs) made the movie instead. Um, So and that, you know how so like, you know, how in Superman 2 and Spider-Man 2 both. Well, well, Superman gives up his powers to be with Lois. Peter loses confidence in himself and therefore he loses his powers. Wonder Woman wishes for her long lost boyfriend to come back and not only to, and not and he comes back but instead of coming back as a separate body he comes back in the form he comes back in some into some other dude's body oh and there's that whole thing about it looks like that guy got raped <laughs> unfortunately it's re- um, it's really weird and ambiguous like what that was supposed to be it's this yeah. sounds terrible oh yeah for it's, sure it's, but like <laughs> let me let me get back to my point. you guys are doing me a huge favor by by just saying everything <laughs> oh yeah there's there's some controversy about that for sure but like i mean the whole that whole thing about that whole thing too but but like wonder woman's like apparently because she brought steve back she wishes for steve back because the well the idea is like there's this stone that grants wishes but it's also but it was also created by a trickster god so it'll grant you wishes but there's also an unfortunate side effect to it so in this case uh wonder woman not only wishes for steve back but unfortunately she loses like half of her strength and abilities <laughs> and so she can't do shit as much as she used to and the only way she can uh, get her full strength back is if she wish she renounces her wish, and that means Steve uh, no longer Steve has to go back to the other side. And I just want to point out right now, I think Chris Pine is the is the single best part of the movie because he does point out Great. like you know it's this, okay to he's like this, you know it's okay to love another person again, right? You you're like she's like I can't I I will never love again. I was like. Don't be an idiot. And literally he calls her out for being an idiot, like for not being able to love again. That's stupid. <laughs> this honestly sounds like they wrote the plot in an afternoon like this. <laughs> like this sounds like as bare bones of of a plot structure as you can get just resorting to fucking wishes. Also, she's able to pull out uh, one ability out of her own ass, and that's the ability to make things invisible. And that's how you get the invisible jet in this movie. So I'm I'm not gonna lie when uh when the trailers light out of nowhere it's like okay sure oh yeah that's what I want to talk about (laughs) is that shit like all of a sudden so like we have seen in Justice League that she does not have the ability to fly we know that in fucking uh, Wonder Woman she does not have the ability to fly all of a sudden where the fuck was this ability yeah Batman v Superman all the way to Justice League she does not have the ability to fly she can just leap really far. Um, oh, you guys are oh, trying to find you guys are trying to find continuity in the DCEU. That's adorable. Where the fuck was this ability? Look, I honestly, look, this I have my own. Fuck, dude, like they, they <laughs> continuity like look like the continuity is so fucked in these movies. <laughs> look, you know, I have the, look, the X Men movies were more co- were more coherent. This is true. Look, I have my look. I like a lot of the DCEU films. Except Suicide Squad and Justice League, those movies. Agreed. Less about well, them. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, like, like BVS either, but yeah, otherwise agree. 
Wait, hold on. Didn't you tell me you liked the watching the special edition of that movie? I'll be honest. I, I'll be honest. I cannot remember a single difference in the ultimate edition. All right. Well, that's a discussion for another time. I don't <laughs> want to get into that shit. But but my but my point is is uh, but my point is like you know I like a lot. I there's I tend to like tend to like the DCU a little bit more than you guys do because like there have been some good attempts. I mean. Aquaman's a fun like Saturday morning cartoon. Shazam. I never, like, even, I never even saw it. I, I, I have. To be fair, I, I haven't need seen. To see. That's the one I still need to, to see. Be fair, I, I just saw. I just saw Shazam a few days ago, and I absolutely loved that. So I, I, was I, I like Shazam a lot. I was gonna say of the three of us, I have actually not watched it, and um, I've heard from all intents and purposes, it's the best DCEU film. Um, so the pair with Wonder Woman, at least. But I mean. I, I heard that's a good movie and I should definitely check it out. But like when you get to wonder woman, well then first, you know, well first you hear about how like, uh-huh, <laughs> how birds of prey is birds of prey was and whatnot and that kind of shit. And then you I've get to fucking so many mixed reviews movie. on birds of prey. So I have no idea what to think, but I also yeah, have like zero interest, interest in it in the first place. Yeah. Like I, I just, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but then you get to, but then you get to Wonder Woman, and now I'm just fucking infuriated by the. Now the continuity is really infuriating me. Like, where the first of all, this movie should not have taken place in the '80s. You could have to- totally set this in the modern day. The only okay. reason they did the '80s is because you know the '80s. Nostalgia. They were coming up with this. Yeah, it was nostalgia bait. Exactly. Like you could have totally made. It would have made more sense if this movie was made in the modern day because then it could at least show that wonder woman can now fucking fly and that it was not explained what the fuck but the worst thing is that it's nostalgia bait but it's like five years after that nostalgia bait trend is over oh exactly yeah like and so yeah. because like when the when the trailers first came out this looked like I don't know because I I was I was excited for the movie, but then the trailers came out and I just kept thinking like, this just seems off, and I couldn't pinpoint exactly why. But the the fact that it was deliberately set in the eighties and it was playing up the uh, like it, it did the same shit in Captain Marvel where oh look at all this nineties stuff, isn't it yeah. funny how outdated it is? And then they do the same thing in this. Look at all this 80s stuff. Isn't it funny how outdated it is? <laughs> yeah, so, so I actually want to build off this because that's actually a huge criticism I have, not just with this movie, but a lot of movies that try to do the, the you know, the whole nostalgia bait thing because they totally, because there is a way that you can utilize it uh, as we've seen in another movie that oddly doesn't even take place in the 80s or 70s called Guardians of the Galaxy. Now the thing with, now the thing when you're trying to implement different, um, you know, different eras, you're not, you're not actually representing the era. You're trying to represent what people remember from the era. You're not trying to do an a- you're not trying to do an accurate depiction of it. Obviously, you know. Like you like like you're, you're not, you're not, you're not showcasing what made the era special. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But the whole the whole point of it is that, you know, if you're going to take a movie and, you know, have it take place in either the past or the future, you need to you need to make that era define the plot in a way in to way to where it feels like it's influencing the story. Or feels like its own character. Otherwise, you may as well just hold it in present day because there's nothing special about that. And so many movies miss the point. They just do it as a purely aesthetical choice, but then it has absolutely no influence on the story. Case in point, Wonder Woman 84. I mean, you know, setting it in the 80s, like Eric mentioned, not only does it not make sense, it actually breaks the continuity even further than if it was in present day. And so, again, 
looking back at Guardians of the Galaxy, which again, technically not an 80s or a 70s film, but it uses a lot it of... It definitely has that aesthetic yeah, it has, to it. You know, it has a lot doing. of... It has it has that through line because of Peter Quill, who is a ki- who was a child from the late seventies, early eighties, and because he was abducted at a young age, his mind is like permanently trapped in that childhood state, and so he carries a lot of that era over, and it's an essential part of his character, and it bleeds its way into the whole movie, and bleeds its way into the characters that we end up loving throughout the whole journey in both films and the Avengers films that he appears in, and that's why it works so well. Anyways, that's my rant. Yeah. I'd be curious. I mean, I'd be curious to see how, uh, when we finally get Guardians three, how like, because uh, you know how like he right he finally comes back to Earth during the events of Endgame and whatnot, and obviously he encounters he encounters Iron Man and Doctor Strange and Spider Man and Infinity War. So like, I like to see maybe since since like he was briefly back on Earth for uh, Endgame, maybe like maybe he got to catch up with a little bit of how Earth's doing. So I like to see how that's how that how he's coping with that but that's another topic for another time. yeah i wish i to go a little bit off topic on that i did wish we got a brief scene with him on earth in endgame because i feel like that was a big missed opportunity but i mean it's also a three-hour movie so i understand why it wasn't there but you know like you said that's another topic for another time that's another topic for another time for sure but but yeah um wonder woman 84 i just felt i mean I, it was fine for me i there was nothing special i have a lot of I surprisingly had a lot of issues with it. I had more fun watching. I had more fun watching my <laughs> watching uh my favorite one of my favorite shows, Letter Kenny, than this shit. Because <laughs> um, Letter Kenny um aired uh its ninth season aired on Christmas Day as well. So I just decided to, I watched that shit, and I'm glad I watched that. <laughs> Wonder Woman is just such a fucking exhausting film. Like, it's a two and a half hour film that doesn't need to be two and a half hours at all. Like, you could have easily trimmed off 30 minutes, if not a whole last hour. Like, I feel like that's just that's just a random mandate by studios because every fucking superhero movie that comes out is at minimum two hours and 15 minutes. Well, yeah. I know. Well, no, I think the first Deadpool is at least 90 minutes. I mean, um, I mean, like I'm talking like straight up M- MCU because which MCU movie had that's come out is does not exceed like two like two hours and ten minutes or something. I think it was and, Thor. What? No, am I thinking of Thor Ragnarok? Oh, why did I think? Why am I, I thinking think, Thor Ragnarok? I think Thor. Thor no, I think you're right. I think Thor Ragnarok is the shortest MCU film. I vaguely remember seeing an article or like a YouTube channel talking about that. And Thor Ragnarok had had some of the better pacing in the movie. Sure. Also and had some of the. It also, also, it also had Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I knew that that, that beautiful, beautiful man. Oh my god, I knew that was going to come up, but. <laughs> oh, hey, Sparkles. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I knew this was going to go there at some point. The fucking Jeff Goldblum. Oh, um, yeah. And it goes. I, I, for. I mean, like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on a Discord server with a bunch of friends, and like, we were just talking about this movie, and it like it infuriated me. For somewhere in my blind rage, I started like getting, I started getting angry at Marvel for ruining, for ruining cinema, for ruining cinema. But then again, if you really, because th- if you really think about, it, everyone's trying to hop on that cinematic uh, universe train, and I'm like, well, this is mm-hmm. like how it was when a certain when like a certain horror movie came up and like everyone was trying to copy that shit and whatnot. So, and everyone was trying to copy every Hollywood just copies this and whatnot. So I'm like, I just, I would like to go back to the days where like, where like, so like after, so after justice league, um, 
it sounded like DC was going to go more solo. Like, I mean, Aquaman barely referenced the events of Justice League. And then you had fucking Joker, which is like Oscar winning. And that was like completely um, its own a thing. Mind fl- that was, it was, it was completely its own thing. I mean, like, and then obviously we're getting the Batman movie coming next year. I wish it came out this year instead. Fucking pandemic. Um, but, but yeah, um, that's fucking like, I, I think DC works better when they're, when they're not truly co like they're truly not connected and they're just, and they're their own separate stories. Um, I hate this idea of the whole, I mean, I get the whole multiverse thing was inevitable and it looks like Marvel's going to try and attempt it first, but like, but I yeah. Mean, if, I, oh, sorry. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. I'm kind of just done with my point. I just wish we would just like have it all separate at this point. So I mean, if, cause if, if I'm being honest, I'm a lot more interested with what DC has has up their sleeve because it looks like they're actually willing to branch off and experiment because my biggest problem with the MCU is that pretty much uh, all of the filler movies, which is a decent amount of them, uh, you know, leading up to Infinity War and Endgame are so fucking formulaic and they're incredibly boring to me like i'm like movies like uh like thor 2 or iron man 2 or uh even doctor strange like to an extent ant man and the wasp is definitely yeah ant man i I did not like ant man on the wasp which is a damn shame because i love the first ant man and uh or even ones like captain marvel where it's it's so formulaic and you you know exactly where it's gonna go there's no surprises there's no risks taken and but you you tolerate it because you know it's a it's another building block to uh to the big event but now that the big event has come and gone the the multiverse while i'm i'm interested especially if they bring back the almighty toby Maguire. uh <laughs> hey there <laughs> uh i'm at least intrigued <laughs> i mean i'm i'm at least in i'm intrigued uh, you know just uh but you know i'm i'm mostly intrigued because of my nostalgic love for the raimi trilogy but at this point i mean i i don't really give a shit about wandavision i don't care about uh what was it like uh uh like falcon and winter soldier i mean like i'm, I'm sure there'll be fine shows on on their own merits but i'm just at a point where I'm kind of ready to move on and see different things. The MCU ended with you, ended with you after Endgame. Essentially, is your point? It right? it pretty much did, and and because because I I'm not I don't love the MCU uh, because of all the filler movies. I I respect the fuck out of it for what it accomplished, and and you know giving actors like Robert Downey Jr. a chance to completely transform his career and. You know, turned him into one of the most iconic characters in all of cinema. And the fact that, you know, and I think Endgame represents the culmination of Stan Lee's legacy. But in terms of uh but in terms of just going forward, if I'm if I'm just being real, I, I wish they just stopped at Endgame and just ended on on a very positive high note. Cause when the when the credits rolled and you know you see all the all the original avengers uh you know get, getting those prominent credits and you know giving their signature it's uh, it carries a lot of weight because it uh, it has that sense of of uh, of finality you know it, it's like during the credit it's like it's like during the credits of uh, of star trek 6 
where yeah. all the, where where all the original cast members you know give their little signatures at, at the end credits because that's the last time we saw the original crew together and it's uh and so the fact that you know that we're getting a black widow movie after the fact that she's dead it doesn't carry the same amount of weight it it feels even if it's a semi fun and entertaining movie i i don't think it'll i think it'll be fun but forgettable like most mcu movies and if they bring her back then that's just a bullshit retcon and i think kind of exposes marvel's unwillingness to really hold true to what few risks they're actually willing to take yeah i, th- we, I think yeah. we talked about that off air a lot and um, I, def- I definitely share a lot of your thoughts. There's a couple areas where I personally disagree, but I also, like, totally, like, I, like, completely understand where you're coming from with, like, you know, a lot of pe- a lot of people online talk about, like, superhero fatigue and then wave it off. But, like, I, I kind of understand, like, where the MCU fatigue is starting to come in because it's, like, you know, after you just take in this huge event like Endgame and it's, like, you're ready to settle down after that. Like, you... You know, it's, it's, I mean, you've been building up to that for like a decade. Like that's a, like that's most, most franchises barely last three years. And then this is something that's just built, been building up to this event for a decade. And after that, like 20 fucking movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 23, I think. After, yeah. And after, yeah, you know, after that, like, game. you know, I, I can totally understand like why most people need a break. And I, and I and definitely then, understand that to a degree. Cause, cause for me, cause for me, and again, this is something Jeff and I talked about in chat before but like um for me going forward i agree like endgame and then like the far from home is like an epilogue to me that is where the mcu ends i don't really care too much about the continuity moving forward but i still do have an uh, a general interest in some of the individual films whether it's for the people that's attached to them like you know sam Mm -hmm. raimi with doctor strange too like i'm definitely looking forward to see uh what he brings to an mcu film obviously because you know i'm a sam raimi fanboy and there's just other concepts that I think are interesting, like uh, like the uh, the Shang Chi movie. Um, obviously, I can't really judge that until I see a trailer for it. But just the fact that that's a character that's going to be in a movie, like that whole concept, just sounds really interesting to me. I want to see how that plays out. Obviously, Taika Waititi coming back to do more Thor. I fucking loved Ragnarok. Jojo Rabbit was my 2019 film of the year, so I'm excited to see um what what he brings. But yeah, in terms of like the overall connective story, I don't really care that much. I'm just interested in like the individual films on their own merits. Just seeing where it goes from there. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, for me, um, I'm kind of in the same boat as everybody here. But I mean, like, I'm a little afraid for Shang-Chi. I mean, I'm the one who probably knows Shang-Chi the most because I'm probably the one here who knows a lot of the characters the most yeah, you you actually read comic, comic books so i actually i i did uh i it's been a long time since i picked up a comic book but like i feel i mean like i kind of feel like shane chi's gonna put back asian stereotypes a bit just because unfortunately if you do think about it uh most asian stereotypes are asians are martial artists um and they know how to kick ass which is why i really enjoyed uh crazy rich asians because it really broke a, a lot of um stereotypes for asian actors i still need to see that i heard that was so that's good. a good that, that's surprisingly a romance a romantic comedy slash drama that i really enjoyed and i don't like i don't really like a lot of those movies but yeah <clears throat> going shang chi i feel like is gonna really kind of put back asian stereotypes for a bit 
Um, that's not to say I, it won't be a bad movie because I think it will be a pretty good movie. I've actually, did anyone see uh, kind of a little clip of, because the actor who's going to play Shang-Chi, Simu Liu, I think is his name. Um, he's actually a stuntman. So he actually knows martial arts and like he did like a little kind of like clip of a little clip reel of him doing martial arts and doing Kung Fu. And I'm like, Oh dude, this guy is going to fucking like nail it out of the ballpark. Um, for sure. But yeah, I just feel like this, that movie is going to like bring back stereotypes a bit. Um, just because of, I mean, I, I, I don't think so because you know, like we live in the cancel culture age. And so I'm sure every Disney PR company is breathing down the filmmaker's neck to make sure that, it's as it's as on point as possible to avoid any of that. I mean, and then <clears throat> and then on top of that, um, the probably the sp- the movie, the superhero movie I'm looking forward to out of the MCU is probably probably by far Spider Man Three. I mean, you fucking hear about news about that shit every day. Like I heard, what the fuck is this movie? Yeah, what the fuck <laughs> is this movie? Like first I heard, first I heard that our boy Charlie Cox is coming back to come play Daredevil. Apparently, he apparently that's wrapped still, shooting that's still on. Technically, movie. a rumor that hasn't been confirmed yet. <laughs> I know, I know, but like it would be great to see Daredevil come back. I mean, okay, where the fuck is Topher Grace? <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Um, I think we all know what I love. I love you. Bring back Dog and Green Goblin. You bring back Topher. Fucking Grace. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck I mean, Church. Get get a, get Grace in here. <laughs> that's exactly. the real. That's the real. Get Eric. Get My Eric Foreman. Are tingling? If you know what I'm talking about, <laughs> I'm a '70s show for this. Can I just can I just say that '70s show is probably my all-time favorite sitcom? Like. It was uh, Eric is like one of the most relatable TV show characters I've always related to the most because first of all his name was Eric and then of course this was obviously before I I didn't really watch Boy Meets World so I didn't really relate with Eric Matthews that much but uh, Eric Foreman I find a lot of myself in so I'm I love the fuck out of the character and I was really pissed off when he left because he went to do Spider Man three oh dude <laughs> season eight of seventy show is garbage like yeah. the, the 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 finale is definitely worthwhile and uh and i, I love that they oh okay uh, that, so that, that in retrospect, came back but in re- oh my god season eight i can't even watch a okay an, in retrospect now in retrospect now i'm kind of curious because like when i was younger i was really happy that fez finally got someone and that was jackie but now i'm older i'm, I'm now i'm older and i'm i'm like on these like fan sites and whatnot or fan pages on social media apparently everyone hates that if you really think about it, Jackie should have stayed with Hyde. Um, they decide they just decided to just pair her up with Fez because because if you really think about it, like Jackie's Jackie's Jackie made Steven complete and whatnot, and so I guess the writers really want to go back to them hating each other. I don't know how how do you guys feel about that because I I don't know that it's, I feel like. It's honestly been a while since I've watched seventy show, and I yeah uh, same, which is weird because I have to remind me I did, uh, but. Uh, did Hyde end up with anyone by the end or no Hyde? No. The only thing Hyde ended up with was that he was the last owner. I mean, he was the, he was the proud owner of the last ever like soul records store. Okay. Oh yeah. That's right. Cause he, uh, cause he found his, yeah, he found out his father was black and he, and he owned a chain of record stores, which was amazing. That's right. Okay. Uh, yep. I, I remember that. Yeah. I think the um, only people, the only people that ended up, together was kelso and his girlfriend and their child and then there was jackie and fez i think everyone else was single. That, didn't uh, kelso hook up with shannon elizabeth 
Yeah, that's that's the mother. That's the mother. Yeah. Oh, dude, I had the maddest at a Molly Hatchet concert on her. What was great though? What was great though is it looked like at the very end of the series, it looked like Eric and Donna repatched things and that they were going to give their relationship another shot. That I always really liked. What was the What was the name of the dude that that replaced Eric? Randy, and that was played by. Seth Myers' brother. I feel uh, yeah, bad no, for no, no disrespect to the guy. actor, but my yeah. God, I hated that character so much. I didn't yeah, mind I, Randy, but he probably he, he didn't need to be there. It he was the I mean, no matter how good his performance was, he always had the like a giant like he might as well just have the I'm the Topher Grace replacement billboard hanging. It's like fucking uh, Spaceballs. You idiot! That's not them! That's their stunt doubles! <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> um, imagine, so, if, imagine if he was like Topher Grace's stunt double for Spider-Man 3. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wonderful. Well, there you have it, guys. That's uh, part one of the Reese special. A... Um, took me a moment to try and figure out where I was going to cut it for the first part because I was like, there's no real like smooth transition into, into like the second part. So I really just had to like figure out where I was going to do it. And I think I did pretty okay for the most part. So, um, when we return for part two, be prepared for a very long discussion on star Wars. So, um, I know, we ramble on a bit, but Jeff has some pretty important things to say about Star Wars, and um, I might have some things to say, and I know Reese definitely has some things to say, too. So when we come back, um, be prepared for that. So in the meantime, be sure to follow us on Instagram at TNAPCAST. That's T-N-A-A-P-C-A-S-T. And, of course, be sure to like and like and subscribe to the official YouTube page and be sure to uh give us a nice review on apple podcasts as well so in the meantime everyone i will see you me me jeff and reese will see you for part two and be sure of course to be on the lookout for brand new installments when they drop every friday so in the meantime this is eric signing off for jeff and reese we'll see you in part two stay shiny everyone Next level. next level next level